Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. Get attacked by an angry shark Stuck up a mountain in the dark Pushed off the top of a big landmark Hit by lightning in your local park Caught in a downpour of acid rain Struck by a meteor or a train A proton beam passing through your brain Attacked by that angry shark again Hear how they survive Trampled by a herd of buffalo Chased with an axe by your new friend Joe Buried alive in a pile of snow The worst case scenario Hello! Hi! Episode 1! Oh my god! (laughs) It's finally happening. Here we go. Who are you? We've just started. (laughs) This is it. Um, I'm Abby Clark. I'm Julia Stenton. Uh, we're both stand-up comedians. I also do social media. And I'm in my 30s. Yeah. But, but despite the glaring age gap, mm. Julia's my best friend. <laughs> Colleague. Uh, we, we both met at our very first gig in Bristol back in 2019, where we... Feels like longer, doesn't it? Okay. <laughs> All right. I blame the lockdown. Okay, yeah. Uh, those those years you were without me yeah they um, felt they really felt, felt long, long. Mm. so uh we immediately bonded over morbid stories and true crime but our favorite true crime stories are the ones of survival yes we love those ones we like yes. a happy ending like most true crime fans our first words to each other were have you heard of mary vincent yeah when we announced this podcast one of the first comments was you have to do Mary Vincent. No. Yeah. She's just the name. When yeah. I moved into my new house share yeah. and I said I liked true crime, my housemate Ash went, oh my God, have you heard the story of that girl? And I was like, Mary Vincent. Wow. <laughs> she's like the name. She's a hero. I mean, what a survival story. And she's genuinely why we're making this podcast. Yeah. So we have to save her for a very special episode. Yeah, we have to, definitely. If you don't know who Mary Vincent is, um, <laughs> Wait. where the hell have you been? Yeah. <laughs> um, but <laughs> she... She was attacked by a man who cut both her arms off. That's right. We're going hard. Mm, Episode one straight in. Keep it light. (laughs) Uh, Cut both her arms off and threw her down. Was it a ravine? Yeah. Yeah. A ravine. Mountain? I believe it was a mountain. Yeah. (laughs) Let's go ravine. Something very tall. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And then at the bottom, she caked her severed arms in mud. Yeah. To to stop the bleeding. To stop the bleeding. Climbed back up. (sighs) the ravine slash cliff and survived to tell the tale in court how inspiring is that we cannot measure up to that and now she walks dogs oh there's like a really nice picture of her just like with loads of leads and love loads of dogs. that yeah she also probably does a lot more important things but i like the dogs um and as we are now 
overly anxious recovering true crime addicts. We've we've consumed so. too much. Probably all the true crime there is. Yeah. A lot of it. Uh, Every day, whenever there's silence in my life. I went to a like course recently, like a podcast course, because you know, I take I take this shit seriously. Mm. Um and they were like, let's go around the room and say what podcasts we'll listen to and when. Mm. And everyone was like, oh, well, I like to listen to this gossip podcast and I like mm. to listen to this documentary and I listen to this and a bit of that. And yeah. it got to me, I was like, I exclusively listen to true crime and when, oh, um, yeah, whenever there's just like silence in my life. Yeah, <laughs> trying to fall asleep. And everyone just like scooted their chair just away from me a little yeah. bit. I'm surprised you were though. the only one. True crime's huge. Maybe just because I surround myself with people who also <laughs> like true crime, so I feel like it's a big, it's a bigger deal. It is a big deal. I think so. But I think some people balance it with other kinds of podcasts, oh, whereas I'm like, nope. Yeah, no, me neither. I have one thing and I like it. But we do like survival more, which is why we've made this. Because I was like, I just wish I had a true crime podcast where they always survive. It, it does take some of the anxiety out of it. A little bit. Because I think I've just got to a point where I just believe I'm screwed in every situation. Yeah. And I just needed yeah. a little bit of hope to be like, oh, okay. Even if, you know, the worst case scenario. <laughs> nice. Got the title in well there early. But like, even if you get into yeah. your worst nightmare, like, survival is possible. And it's good to be reminded of that. Yeah. And that's what this podcast is going to do for us. Yeah. And you, hopefully. <laughs> Actually, it's, it's, it's just for me. You guys are just oh, okay. here to, Not even to me, watch, just... listen. I don't know. We'll see. Okay. Um, but yeah, we're going to be basically telling each other shocking, inspiring survival stories we can find um, and take one thing from each story to add to a survival toolkit Mm -hmm. to um, help us survive. Yeah, to help us in our own lives, maybe. Well, I don't feel like many of them are relevant to like True. everyday life. But it's good to have but in your back pocket. the situation arise, yeah. we know what to whack out. There we go. Um, and what, what else, Julia? We also want to hear from you, because we're, we're going to end every episode with some listener stories of survival. Yes. So if you have a story where you've survived the worst case scenario whatever you meet you take that to mean yeah so send them to help at wcspod.com i survived a wasp the other day okay no. maybe worse than that no it was like, bad ma- okay let me tell you it was- <laughs> no i i didn't I, I gave up my room for three days i don't know if I we want like, to set this as the bar I was just like, do you know what i was like you take your time mate you've taken up squatters rights just let me know when you're done with the room. Did it officially check out or? No, it died down the side of my wardrobe. Okay. But I couldn't sleep in there until I found it and confirmed it's Were you it's popping death. in every day just to check or was it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I set out a trap, but that didn't work. Everyone was like, why don't you open the window? Because there were more wasps outside the window. I think there may be a nest. I called a exterminator for one wasp. <laughs> you didn't. I genuinely did. Abby Clark. No, okay, okay, okay. But yeah, I couldn't open the window to let out the window because there were more wasps outside and they'd just come in. Yeah. So that's why I just gave up the room. I was like, you know what, mate? Fair enough. You. Okay. Y- you have your time. But because there were so many outside the window, we were like, there's probably a nest. Yeah. So we ran the exterminator. He couldn't come that day. So I was like, okay, can you come tomorrow? He did. Loveliest man. What a guy. Mm. Um, but obviously when he turns up, all the other wasps are gone. Yeah. Um, Funny how they do that, To be fair, it? the wasp in my room was gone. Oh, God. But, like, not... For, like, I hadn't found it. So this extermin- I hadn't found a corpse yet, so, like, I still wasn't sleeping in the room. Okay. So he had, he just, like, turned up and he looked. And he was like, well, I can't see anything, so I can't help. But, like, he was like, you're going to have to... To be fair, I'm still worried, because then for the next few days, every day I found a dead bee. And that's worse, because, like, bees are cute. 
And so, so we need to save the bees. Yeah, we need to save the bees. No so one's campaigning quite, like, to save the wasps. No, and also, like an exterminator can't deal with bees. You have to like remove the nest, and also, if a nest is in your like loft, apparently it can like fall through the ceiling, ce- like because like ah uh, the honey or I don't know, it like destroys the ceiling. Oh, but we can't get in our loft because it's rented, and mm. our landlord lives in New Zealand, so they're not coming oh. back anytime soon. Right. Um. So yeah, so we called him out, and he was like, "I can't do anything," but like. Let me know if you find a nest. And then he just left. He I didn't charge that, me. I love that even your hometown is 18 pages long. <laughs> <laughs> this is the first episode, Julia. They don't know what that means. Oh, sorry. <laughs> okay, we're recording this after the story. Turns out I wrote a dissertation. Yeah. this The first two episodes are dropping at the same time as a two-parter <laughs> because Abby... Um, decided that 18 pages is probably how long an hour takes to like say to do out my loud. Research. Yeah. She, I thought the details would be interesting. She thoroughly... They are. Oh, Let's I'm not, not act like it's not. I'm not disputing. It's a real good story. It's a great story. You're in for a treat. Um, um, and it, and it, it was worthy of all 18 pages. Agreed. But that is why they're coming at you at the same time. Two-part, baby. You're welcome. <laughs> This wasp that took over your life is in your new house. Yes, my new flat. Your new flat in London, which yes. you have just moved to. Yes. From Bristol. Oh my God, I survived that as well because I found my housemates on Facebook and that could have gone real oh wrong. Oh my God, yeah. Real wrong. I'm not learned, I haven't learned anything from true crime. That's really trusting of you. I'm very surprised. I know. That you, that's how desperate it is trying to find a place to live in London. Truly, truly. Because I, like, I started, I was like, I don't want to live with anyone I don't know. Yeah. I was also like, I'm not living alone. Yeah, yeah. Then I had to like take that down. I was like, okay, I will live with strangers. Yeah. And then I had to take it down to I will live with strangers from Facebook. But it's turned out great. They're amazing. Yeah. And I've also recently become a regular at a cafe. Huh? Okay. And it's like, I'm, it's a really proud moment for me. Do you not know what, like, so. I didn't realize that was a hard thing to achieve. Don't you just go there? <laughs> a lot, a yeah. lot. <laughs> but like, I don't like getting like, recognized anywhere i like oh to God, no not in that way a, oh my god <laughs> but like i hate as soon as you start going to the gym enough that they know your name right i don't like that. i've never had that problem yeah well you know some of us sure we're all about the games yeah and i like to be just like invisible yeah wherever you've I chosen go. the wrong job <laughs> what are you talking about this is audio only <laughs> i like to be like totally invisible mm. but i go to this cafe now where that's kind of like on, I go there like every day. Mm. Yeah, they then, walk in and they're like, Abby. No, they don't know my name yet. Um, and they asked me what I do, and I just said, writer. Oh, mysterious. Because, so they did used to have old management. Do you wear a baseball cap when you go in? Only when I have a spot. Okay. Which has been this week. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, but the, the old people that used to go in the cafe, I made the mistake when they said, What do you do? Because obviously I was in there a lot. And I said, I'm a comedian. Worst mistake in my life. Yeah. Because immediately tell us a joke yeah and what did you say and what do you do and also any man who finds out you're a comedian loves to ask are you into like really dark humor then really yeah because they're like oh my god yeah finally a girl that's gonna get my like madeline mccann jokes yeah oh okay like oh yeah you're gonna get it you're you're cool you're fun and you're like nah i just do like really basic relatable observational comedy yeah (laughs) um uh, yes, yeah, so that was a mistake. So this time I went writer, mm. but he brought a free lemon drizzle over. Why? With a, with a little wink. He oh, he fancies, fancies me. Okay. Uh, no, he doesn't. 
Did he? But then, did he? Li- did he have a, a napkin with his number? No. Underneath it? Oh. No. That, like I. That would. I'd be. I'd get nervous about that. That's too much stress. So actually, he's given me three free things so far. So I got first day. I got a free lemon drizzle. Second day, I got a free pastry. Third day. This cafe is going to go out of business. I don't know how they're making money. What the hell? <laughs> and then the third day, I went in and I was taking takeaway. And like, we're at the chatting stage now. So you're like, oh, I've got an idea. I've got to get back. Mm. And I, I ordered the coffee and I was like, I also have a cookie. Um, and he said, this one's on us. And I was like, and I said. Yeah, like every fucking thing else <laughs> in this place, apparently. I bet you, if you went into the staff room, it's just uh, pictures of your face yeah. all over the walls. I think he's just intimidated by my figure and he's trying to fatten me up. Or oh, maybe he's planning to eat me. Okay, so then. <laughs> he picked the wrong one. <laughs> and then. I, I was like, you're giving me too much free stuff. I said it. Because um, someone That's has mental. to. You Why know? did you say I'm that? a good person. Okay. Um, and he said, no, you're a regular. Wink. Slid it over. And wow. that was a big life achievement. I yeah. Think. That is, yeah. Um, Would you prefer he fancy you? No, no, I'd rather be You'd a rather regular. rather be a regular. Good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. like a regular, you're cool. But of course you're going to be a regular. If people hand out free stuff. Like, that's how they get people hooked on crack. The first one is always free. But that's not why I'm going. It sounds like it's absolutely why you're going. Which, well, okay, if he, he didn't give me giving... anything free today, so... Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, because he's already got you in. He's hooked you in. I like his vibe, though, because the other day I was in the cafe and it was, like, three o'clock and he was already drinking wine. Yes, man. I think he's just stealing from the business. Yeah. <laughs> Does he own the business? Does he just work there? I don't think so. I think he's just the manager. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm worried about this guy. I like him. Yeah. <laughs> he's fun. He and do? he's Italian. Ooh, so it's a little okay. bit of like, ooh Yeah. You know? All right. Well, lucky you. So that's my big news. Good. <laughs> You've graduated to regular. I've, graduated. I've never been a regular There's anywhere. There's a lot of pressure now, Abby. You can't to be honest, like, I've moved a lot in my life, so I've never been a regular anywhere. Oh, okay. I feel like this is like a big moment. It big is a big, moment. yeah. You've established yourself hey guys this is a new podcast so if you're enjoying what you're hearing so far we would really appreciate your support to help it grow you can hit that follow button follow us on tiktok and instagram at wcs pod or the most powerful thing you can do is just tell a friend who you know who would also love it okay we'll shut up now and tell you the story okay it is the 23rd of july 1972. Mm. Storytelling already. Okay. A Japanese... Oh, no. I forgot to look up how to say all of these words. Yes. Lovely. (laughs) Don't look it up. Please don't look it up. Please just do. Read it and then say... Also, um, what people won't know about Mm. the Abby Clark comedy (laughs) is that... Um, yes, she's great at sketches. And yes, she's oh, a thanks. fabulous stand-up comedian. That's the first compliment Julia's ever given me. I, it felt bitter in my mouth when I said it. Um, but also, Abby, she's great at um, accents, all accents oh, of every different type. So over the course of this series, you're in for a real treat. Whenever we have a story from a different country... Uh, <laughs> I'm not Abby doing a Japanese a accent, Julia. <laughs> I would genuinely rather say we all had the same 24 hours in a day, all right? We're not saying it. Okay, all right, fine. But this Japanese fishing trawler is called... God. The Toka Maru 2. 
<laughs> so if you could write in and um, tell us exactly how Abby Neil's fucked looking that. it up. <laughs> <laughs> Neil's getting ahead of the <laughs> the drama. This is like succession. You've got to get ahead of the scandal. Get ahead of the scandal. This could not be further from succession. I've never watched succession. <laughs> I just wanted to join in. Okay. Okay. So the Just the, say it with confidence. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Uh Maru the second um <laughs> is on her way to the Panama Canal. They are nearly 300 miles from land when they spot a distress flare okay. in the distance, right? All the fishermen can see is a small dinghy measuring just nine feet long, adrift in the Pacific Ocean. They watch as the tiny dinghy pitches and rolls in the vast emptiness of the ocean. You can tell I copied and pasted that bit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and assume that the occupants must be long gone. The right? occupants. Occupants. Oh, sorry, the occu- yeah. Yes. <sighs> I copied and pasted that long gone. But... They're wrong. Because, spoiler, this is a survival podcast. Everybody survives. That's great. Oh, yeah, I did forget that for a minute. Um, A family of five. Yeah. Plus a friend. (laughs) Unnamed friend. Um, This event did have plus ones. Yeah. Are on board, packed like sardines into every nook and cranny of the boat. And they're about to find out that these people have spent nearly six weeks (gasps) stranded in the middle of the ocean. Oh my god. Musical sting. Six weeks. So let's go back. Okay. That was was good. We can add Can't do accents, can't do sound effects. Okay. A year and a half before this, Mm -hmm. Lynn and Dougal Robertson were running a struggling dairy farm in Staffordshire, UK. Great. UK represent. Mm. That sounded bad. (laughs) Dougal was a retired merchant navy officer and he'd been a farmer for 15 years but they were struggling and they couldn't afford electricity bills and things. Um, Lynn was a practicing midwife and state registered nurse. Uh, They lived a very isolated life and Dougal wanted to offset this and expose his children to the world and educate them in the university of life. So when his youngest asked daddy's a sailor why don't we sail around the world? He and his wife sold the farm, took their life savings, and purchased a 43-foot sailing ship called, this is a guess, Lucette. That, that feels like- important. I feel like I should know how to say Can that. Can I just ask, how old is the kid that they're just deciding to change their entire lives on, an, on a flippant comment? Nine. Right, good, okay. That's how all good stories yeah, start. Yeah, that seems smart, doesn't it? It's like, it's like... It's, it's from the point of, like, a Disney film. The kids... The They're name. putting way too much trust in this kid's decision-making skills. Way too much. Yes, fine. Watch six hours of Peppa Pig. Let's not sell the farm. <laughs> like, keep the farm, please. Okay. They sell the farm. They sell okay. the farm. Yeah. They buy the they're boat. They're trusting Jimmy and they're selling the farm. Yeah. Okay, silly. Okay, his name's not Jimmy. Sorry. It's Neil. Neil. Is it really Neil? It's genuinely Neil. Little Neil. Shout out Neil. Neil's yeah. our producer. Yeah. Look at us with a producer. Yeah. Aren't we doing well? <laughs> so they buy the boat and they sail her from... I love that people call boats like her. Do you know what I mean? I bet you do. Yeah, I can see that. They sail her <laughs> from Malta to Falmouth in October 1970. And although Dougal love that name, was a master mariner and an experienced sailor. Um, and Anne learned a few of the basics on the voyage back from Malta. The children had zero sailing experience. Yeah, you'd think the children of master sailors probably would Maybe. have a bit more. Yeah. Especially um, if those children are the ones who are dictating how you spend... Yeah. Like, I have, I have minimal football experience, but it was to gain my father's love. Yeah, yeah. Take, take an interest. I was a midfielder. Just wanted to brag. <laughs> If any, if any, I also used to play if for... any lads are listening, uh, 
not like other girls. Um, um, They have no experience. But even so, on the 27th of January, 1971, Dougal, Lynn, and their children, 16-year-old Douglas, 18-year-old Anne, and twin sons, Neil and Sandy, age nine, climb onto their boat at Falmouth Harbour, Cornwall, and set sail without any preparation, ready for the adventure of a lifetime. Are you there? Do you see it? I'm there. I see it. I see the disaster in the, in What's the fun on the horizon. Is I, I read in one article. I didn't include it because it was only in one article. But apparently they nearly died just leaving the harbour. Yeah, they should. <laughs> like, I'll be honest. Um, but this does not surprise me. <laughs> but I couldn't find that story. So that might just be hearsay. Okay. okay. Surprisingly, apart from the harbour issue, the first 18 months went off without hitch. Dad Dougal was living the dream. His son Douglas has a memory of his dad standing on the deck and screaming, Yee-haw! <laughs> As a wave came across the bow and soaked them, all while his brothers fell about laughing. Oh, <laughs> how idyllic. Dad is so fun. They sailed across the Atlantic and they stopped. So yeah, they stopped at various Caribbean ports and the 18-year-old daughter decided to get off and have a little holiday in the Bahamas. Correct life yeah. decision. Um, and then in, to replace her, the family welcomed on board... A hitchhiker. You've got to have one in, one out on a boat, famously. <laughs> it's the rule. And they welcomed on board a hitchhiker called Robin Williams. Great. The? Who you could say was hunting for a little bit of goodwill. Oh. Get it? Get it? Excellent. On the way to New Zealand. That's a really good joke. That's very clever. Do you say that when you do stand-up? I do, actually. That's a really good joke. If they don't laugh, yeah, yeah. you have to tell them. You're yeah, like, no, yeah. you've missed that. That was yeah. actually very good. Um, <laughs> in some articles... <laughs> so just to be clear, it wasn't the Robin Williams. <laughs> no, okay. but it's not the only... It is now in my head. It's not the only joke I wrote. Oh, sorry, go on. <laughs> in some articles, he was described as a deckhand... But he was a 22-year-old Welsh graduate in economics and statistics, so he loved Aladdin. Get it? Because he was the genie in Aladdin, and he likes Aladdin. Oh wow, that's a stretch. That is a, that is a stretch. Well, Welsh Robin Williams would have starred in Good Wish Hunting. Oh my God, she's still going. She's still going. Got any more in the tank? Yeah, but I'll save him for later. Okay. You guys have something to look forward oh, yeah. to. Okay. Um, yeah, so they said he was a deckhand, but like, unless he was put there to work out the probability of them all dying a horrible death, not sure how qualified he was actually be, like was to be there. Do you get what I mean? I get you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He wasn't He's like a waste a bu- of space. Basically, yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, they were heading for the spe- specific ocean. <laughs> I nearly spat my Rita all over the mics then. Uh, the specific ocean. <laughs> Love that. Love that. I can't handle the pressure of being the first episode. <laughs> I can't do this to no, you. Tell me more about the specific <laughs> ocean. The specific ocean. That's really particular. It's a very specific ocean. Mm. Um, part of the Pacific Ocean. Oh, is it? Oh, okay. Some 64 million square miles in area. So it's very big. Mm. Um, it's 35,000 feet deep. So it's very deep. And with over 30,000 islands spread over almost a third of the Earth's surface. And how many fish are in it? 
a lot. <laughs> you don't have the stats on that. <laughs> so, didn't didn't see it as relevant. Oh, okay. Fair, but less after this story. Yeah. They left the Galapagos mm. uh, Islands, smashed that, on the 13th of June, 1972. So that's over a year, just over a year of sailing. Um, and they were just 200 miles off from the Galapagos. Okay. When on the 15th of June... 16-year-old Douglas and his younger brother, Sandy, saw a triangular fin. (gasps) Some members of the family were sleeping below deck, having kept watch throughout the night, and at 9.57am, they suddenly heard, bang, bang, bang. And they said, who's there? (laughs) (laughs) Very good. There she is. Um, No, (laughs) it's serious. So there were three impacts in a row and it lifted the 43-foot boat into the air (gasps) and threw everyone off their feet, okay? The whole boat shook and they heard a loud crack like the sound of a tree trunk being snapped in two, which meant only one thing, the piece of wood that runs the entire length of the boat had snapped. Does not sound good. I don't know much about boats, but I'd say that's... Sounds like a pretty integral piece of wood. Pretty integral piece of the boat. They heard a large splashing noise behind them, so they turned and they saw a pod of three killer whales following the boat. Shit. So there's there's different articles said different reasons of why. Um, One was that there was a big squid on the end of a fishing line, which might have attracted them. And another... Well, they just left off the side of the boat. (laughs) That was careless. As in, they were fishing and a squid... So in in one article, they they saw the big fin, they rolled in the fishing line, they saw there was a big fish and there was a big squid and they were like, that's going to attract some bad news. Something big, yeah. Um, Or the other one was that the whales thought the boat was a whale. Because killer whales hunt whales. Right, okay. So, but they're not really sure. Um, from then, though, it took only minutes for the Lucette to sink. Lynn, their mother, was still in her nightgown. Um, oh, Dougal shouted, abandon ship, overboard, get in the raft. Lynn got caught in the rigging of the sinking <laughs> ship. Um, while Douglas was thrown into the water as the boat went under, he kept feeling his legs to see if he still had them because he heard that you don't feel a bite, you just know your legs are gone. Oh my God. He knows now that killer whales aren't actually interested in eating humans, um, but at the time he thought he was going to be eaten alive. Yeah. Which you would. That's, uh, yeah. We've all seen blackfish. Oh my God. The family, plus Robin Williams, (laughs) (laughs) grabbed a few items. What do you call Robin Williams covered in whale fat? Flubber. Yeah. yeah. Okay, here we go. It's a serious story. Okay. Mm. Thank God he's there to keep things light, though. Right, thank that God. That is who you want on a raft. That is who you want with you. Yeah. Like, if you could have anyone to lift the spirit, Literally, it would be Robin you'd Williams. you pick Robin Williams. Yeah. Okay. He probably brought a few outfits, a few characters. You'd hope so. It'd be great. Okay. They grabbed a few items. Robin b- grabbed his wigs and abandoned ship, scrambling to board their inflatable rubber life raft. And a nine-foot fiberglass dinghy called Edna Mare. So oh, ha- that's got a name too. That's cute. So, yeah. <laughs> Thank God. Um, I hope I said it right. So they've got like a big raft and then mm. a smaller dinghy. Okay. Um, they managed to grab six lemons, ten oranges. I'm going to ask you to repeat all of these back. Okay. A tin of biscuits, a bag of onions, and half a pound of glucose sweets to sustain them. Go. Lemons? No, orange- you have to say how many. Oh. Uh, five lemons. No, you failed. Oh. Okay. So, Lynn... <laughs> How many lemons was it? Six. Oh, God damn it. Lynn Sometimes. also grabs their papers, the logbook, a kitchen knife, 
flares and her sewing box, which comes in very useful. Um, they have Smart. no maps, though, no compass or instruments, which is a shame. Instruments? <laughs> That's what I thought. I Robin was like, didn't bring a, a, small, a small violin would be yeah. real good at this moment. Yeah. Like Titanic. Yeah, exactly. To play the, play the ship down. Mr. Robertson really reminds me of you at this point oh um because he stays he's like very he stays smart. very positive he stays very oh, positive yeah, is... about the situation okay. he turns to his family and tells them we will not survive this yeah, that is absolutely what i would say <laughs> to be honest they don't deserve to have survived this far the fact that they've made it to the dinghy That's... you said they nearly died coming but this whole story yeah but they've made 18 months and he's a master mariner he is, yeah. He's really carry, yeah, but he's, he's the great. one. He's the one declaring we're not going to survive. Yeah, he's this. like, guys, this is it. <laughs> so the guy who really knows his shit is saying, "This is <laughs> we're it." Fact. We're fucked. Yeah. yeah, this is over. Um, nobody knew they were missing. They were not on a shipping route, um, so the chances of being sighted or rescued were remote. Stakes are high. Day two in the <laughs> life raft. Not going to try an accent. So day two of this ordeal, they're castaways. Okay. The survival raft was in poor condition and leaking. Um, it got a hole in during the escape and it only got worse. Oh so it's starting well. Um, they have to take it in turns to constantly blow it back up by mouth oh no which is just have you ever blown up a balloon yeah and then your your jaw that's it no but you know when your cheeks like feel like they like stretch mm. horrid yeah yeah that's all um <laughs> just think it sounds you seem like a pump girl to me though yeah 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 100%. <laughs> i'm sorry if in any situation blown up something or someone else can do it for me yes yeah they will yeah um, now, the good news, there is some good news. They're in a place known for calm water and a lack of surface wind at the moment. Mm. But they decide to make their way towards the middle of the Pacific. <laughs> Why is this so hard? <laughs> Can we just call it the Pacific from now yeah, on? Yeah, absolutely. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, where there will be, like, where there's like more chance of there being rainwater to collect. Okay. Because they need water. Um, and there's more chance of being spotted by passing ships in the shipping lanes. And they also hope they'll be able to catch the countercurrent back to America. Okay. Early on, a few flying fish land in their boat. Oh, that's, that's handy. That's handy, right? Wow. Uh, and they eat those raw. They are so lucky. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of luck. But no, but wait, okay, there so is some skill as well. Yeah. Which we will have to decide which I one would, we're going to pick. Also, in my head... The what's the what's the mariner called? Dougal. Dougal. In my head, Dougal. Doesn't it just sound like he's from Father Ted? Yeah. Dougal is like um just sat with his arms crossed in the corner of the boat after declaring <laughs> that they're all gonna Sorry, that was the sound of me pouring thirty seven Margarita day urine. Yeah. Um Dougal sat sulking at the end of the boat, completely resigned to the fact that they're all gonna die. Oh, is That's it? That's spicy. Is it? <laughs> spicy? That is a spicy urine. Is it? Goodness. Yeah, sorry, carry on. Um, it's re- And it's really tickling me that the rest of them are surviving. They're all taking it in turns to blow into the hole. Yeah. They're sorting out the fish that are somehow just jumping into the boat. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dougal's there like, we should be dead by now. Yeah, Dougal's Livid. like, this is 
the worst. Um, no, Dougal, you know, he gets into it. Okay, so he that was just, just a, a moment of weakness he, from Dougal. He just likes to set expectations low. Yeah, he's done that phenomenally well. He, he sets the expectation low, and then we can all only be positively surprised. Okay, it's how my mum lives her life, to be fair. Oh, lovely. That does explain a lot about you. <laughs> <laughs> she told me I was going to be nothing. <laughs> I'm looking at now. I'm looking at now, mummy. <laughs> what a pleasant <Drinking>. surprise. <laughs> You're proud of me now, Mama. Oh God! Oh, God. Right, right. Take okay. a turn, quick. Uh, I'm gonna, yeah. So, flying fish. Yes. yes. Um, they use a six-inch-long piece of copper wire from Lynn's sewing basket. Remember that? Mm-hmm. They were like, we have no idea why she had that, but she yeah, is. Yeah, what an odd thing to have in your sewing <laughs> um, basket. And they connect fish hooks to the end of a paddle, and that catches um, fish. Surprise! That's what you want, yeah. <laughs> Rather than anything else, um, and they dry them in the sun to, to preserve them. On day three, one flying dry, dry the fish in the sun. Mm-hmm. Is that a tactic to? I Apparently, know that. yeah, that could go in the survival kit. It could. I but know. Just you wait. Oh, sorry. There's going to be oh, okay. so much more. I mean, copper. I'm trying to keep a mental note of things. Yeah, we've had copper wire, a sewing kit, a sewing, a kit. sewing kit is pretty strong. Yeah. Um, and yeah, so they Dougal's optimism. They, they Dougal's up. Dougal's pure optimism. Yeah. I think really saw them through. Yeah. Okay. So um, on day three, a flying fish landed in the boat, and Lynn marinated it with some lemon juice. Oh, so thank God they had those lemons. It's, like it's nice to know that no matter how bad it got, she didn't stop caring about flavour. Mmm. That you know is I mean? nice. That is really nice. That's Did you have, they have some salt? Did they dry out, dehydrate some of the there's, there's, seawater? There's so much marination happening in this story. I oh. cannot tell you. Nice. They made stews. Stop it. They had steak and eggs. I mean, <laughs> just like they found chicken. <laughs> well, let me, let me get to it. They don't sound like nice ones, but <laughs> she really made an effort. All Good right? for her. She really made the raft a home. Um, the boat, <laughs> well, whilst she's just marinating the fish in lemon, yeah. um, the boat is floating just beneath the water and sharks are circling. Oh, God. But, like, at least their food tastes good. In some articles... Okay, so this is when, like, articles said different things. In some articles, it said water was up to their waists. Some, it said their chests. And others, it said their knees. Have they given up on blowing into the hole? No, they're still drying. Oh, okay. On day seven... Hope. Oh, they're only on day seven. Douglas, the 16-year-old, spots a large cargo ship a few miles away from their position. So they shoot two parachute rocket flares and three hand flares... But the ship never turns towards oh. them and it sails on by. No. So now they're really in trouble. Yeah. Okay. Because they're on day seven and they only have enough water to, 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 to sustain them for 10 days. Also, how many flares have they just spunked on that? A one? lot. They, they used a lot of flares early oh, on. Oh, that's really. A lot of flares. <laughs> that's really distressed me. <laughs> yeah. They, they really firework night it. Yeah. Um, I suppose you would, wouldn't you? They were just like, oh, well, looks nice. Um, The family reduced their diets to one single piece of meat. So they're like, Lynn, let's... let's Yeah, scale back. (laughs) Save some of those lemons. Scale back on the roast. (laughs) Um, A single piece of meat three times a day and three or four sips of water each day. Um, Getting enough liquids was the real challenge, especially sitting under the hot sun all day. It's very hot. Um, Sometimes Mm. they would lie in the baking heat, sucking on pieces of rubber, trying to create saliva just to ease their thirst. And they're up to their potential wastes in water the whole time. 
knees, waist, or chest. Sure. Knees, people pay a lot of waist, money. or chest. <laughs> knees or chest. People pay a lot of money to do that in the Thames. You know, in one of those like hot. You do can they? Do the, oh, sorry. You know, you can do the, the Thames. Um, yeah, you can do. That's right. The it? famously do, polluted Thames. You can do like hot tub. Things. No. Yeah, it might be nice water in the hot tub. See, Neil's nodding. You can do hot tub tours. Tours? I don't know. Journeys? Float down the river? Yeah. That sounds horrible. Yeah, to be fair, it doesn't sound great. I thought it was like when you go abroad and there's the like natural salt baths. Not no. with Thames. Yeah. Aren't there like eels on cocaine in the Thames? <laughs> yeah, I think so. Mostly. <laughs> <laughs> They're what makes it a party. Yeah, eels having an absolute rave. It doesn't, yeah. Um really paranoid eels so where was i oh yeah so it's very hot yeah. is my point okay um sorry. their clothes were also disintegrating in the sun and salt water leaving them Ooh. even more burnt because their clothes mm. weren't like protecting them um when they got to where they were hoping it would rain loads there wasn't any rain to collect they waited for three days and nothing came Ooh. so before long they turned <laughs> To turtle blood. Oh, not what I thought you were going to say. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's mad to me that, that not once niche. does urine crop up in this story. <laughs> I was so confident. Okay, so I feel like we should just explain the urine. Okay. Me and Julia. <laughs> became, Don't include me in this. <laughs> no. We, we, we made a friendship over sharing two-for-one cocktail deals. We did. On margaritas. Yeah, big fan. I can now admit to you, at the time, I did not like margaritas. I, really? I just want Julia to be my friend. Abby, <laughs> is that true? <laughs> that is so pathetic. Did not like margaritas Abby. at all. I was a much bigger fan of a sex on the beach, but uh, that was that was very university <laughs> freshers. <laughs> And, and Julia is just such an adult. I just wanted, I just wanted, I was like, okay, yeah, two for one. Because two for one, famously, you have to get the same cocktail. Yeah. Um, I, and I said... Margarita, so I said, okay. Always, you were always game for a margarita. So I was I always just game assumed, for friendship. Oh, Abby. <laughs> so but actually, now I like him. Are you sure? Yeah, genuinely. Okay. I've trained myself. Like, to, like, I trained myself to like coffee and social interaction. <laughs> <laughs> Wow. Well, I'm glad that I could um, be part of your margarita journey. Yeah. So now our <laughs> friendship is quite heavily based on margaritas and lies. And yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> wow. So we thought we'd make it a central point of this podcast that we drink margaritas. Also, I think the the most key item to survival is is, is drinking your own. Oh, it's a spicy margarita, <laughs> isn't it? <laughs> No, but my theory is the key thing. <laughs> sorry, <laughs> sorry, Julia. Just trying to like, so, explain our I'm podcast. I'm really sorry. I'm really sorry. I am listening. Yeah, the key. <laughs> it's really there spicy. There's a whole chili in that. I swear <laughs> to God, it is so spicy. I'm so sorry. I am listening. Yeah, um, but I think a, a key part, part of survival is drinking your own urine. So we've taken margaritas and we've labelled them urine. Yeah. Because we've all you watched Bear Grylls. The surprise now. It's what Bear Grylls does, day one. Yeah. They're not even like in the forest yet. It's just like he meets them I in the he hotel. I likes the taste of it. I I'll think be honest. So. I, Any I, excuse and he's like, piss, anyone? Yeah. <laughs> he just brings it like in his bowl all ready so. to go. Yeah. He doesn't bring water. No, yeah. just piss. He's yeah. like, hi, nice to meet you. I bet his is real syrupy as well, but he likes it yeah. like... 
You know how people like <laughs> like really strong coffee? I bet he likes a real yeah. strong... See, if I went for two for one with Bear, oh. <laughs> I'd be drinking piss right now. Oh, Abby. Such <laughs> a people pleaser. I'm like, absolutely, Bear. Let's, <laughs> let's do it. Salt around the room, yes, please. Okay. Oh, okay. So that explains the piss. Good. What was I saying? Turtle, turtle blood. blood. Someone's listening. They turned to turtle blood, not urine. Okay. But so also, I do t- apologise for that. How many turtles were they seeing to be like, this is enough of a source of liquid? Um, I don't know. They're in the ocean. Yeah, but turtles see... It's, it's like a big deal when you see a turtle. You ever seen a turtle? Well, maybe they're like a bit more common in the Galapagos. Yeah, they are actually, aren't they? Galap- yeah. They're famous for... They turned to turtle blood for hydration. After their rescue, Douglas, the 16-year-old boy, said, you have to knock it back quickly, otherwise it sets into a blancmange. (laughs) Pause for gag. Just going to give you a little moment there. That is foul. That is so... Do you you know what? I'd rather drink my own piss than blancmange or... Oh, that actually blood. is a point, though. So piss wasn't an option. That's why now that they're not drinking piss. And they're not pissing. So because they're so dehydrated, oh, none of them are weird. There is no piss, so that's why they must. Yeah, yeah. So they said it often has an aftertaste, which makes you want to retch. Which is originally how I felt about margaritas. <laughs> we, move, <laughs> we move forward. No, that's actually how I feel about vodka. I can't yeah. do a shot of vodka. Really, I, I like a shot of tequila because they give you something to taste after i agree like they, sh- they should serve sh- sh- uh, shots of vodka with like a little bit of chocolate after oh that's a really good idea i know do you um is it because you vodka was your drink when you were a teen yeah i, yeah. I remember the moment i went off it it was mm. at uni i was on a sports night because once again i was pretending to be someone i wasn't for mm. other people <laughs> and <laughs> who are these people oh the cheerleaders, cheerleaders. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> did not belong Knew it. did not belong yeah um i just thought like if i wore the uniform it would change my entire personality you do look like you should be a cheerleader i've tried very hard yeah still have the same personality though (laughs) (laughs) they didn't like me so um i did a shot of vodka and it just made me feel ill Mm. immediately and i ran up to the toilets and i just haven't had it since yeah i I like a little sambuca i like a little tasty taste after yeah. I seen that's what they were doing with the leftover lemons. They were just segmenting it up after yeah. the turtle block. Yeah, little... doing little slammers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's why it's always good. So I think we should add lemons to the survival kit. It's possible. Well, actually, yeah, because scurvy. No scurvy, too. Oh, is that a thing? I just think, like... Why did you think they brought lemons? Because when you have to eat something or How drink something You bad, genuinely thought it was for garnish. I genuinely... I think that would be helpful to me. I think in a survival situation, I would really struggle eating and drinking plain horrible food. things no i love plain food that oh. is my ideal oh. beige food so if they could give me just something to just make it taste a little bit better mm. I, th- I think that would help me so ge- do you genuinely not know why they have lemons on a boat no why do they to stop them getting scurvy you know pirates would get scurvy not personally i don't know <laughs> oh really um pirates would get scurvy what's and scurvy scurvy is like a disease right it like attacks your teeth Okay, so um, what do the lemons do? The vitamin C in the lemons stops you from getting scurvy. So, like, you could get scurvy on land, but because on a boat you don't often okay. have all the vitamins. Their you... boat was more of a yacht, though. So I think the lemons were for pleasure originally. <laughs> okay. All right, then. <laughs> um, but, yeah, now I think it's just what they grabbed, to be honest. Um, the Sun Douglas also said in an article, you wouldn't believe how hard it is to kill a turtle with your bare hands. <laughs> I bet. 
<laughs> no, see, How I, do you kill a turtle with your bare hands? I was surprised because from what I've taken from Finding Nemo, they're very chill. <laughs> they're like always high. You think they'd be very relaxed about it? Yeah. Okay. Um, but no, quite quite the fighters apparently. Um, Don't about, they just retract into their shell? No. Apparently, the first ones he caught, he had to let go because they fought so hard. They slashed him with their razor sharp claws. <gasps> but um, because when they got cut by the sea turtles, because they've been so deprived of water, not only are they not weeing, um, when the turtle cut them, they wouldn't bleed <gasps> because the body was sacrificing their extremities to maintain heart, lung, and brain function. Yeah. So their like hands and feet they didn't bleed. Um, no. Oh. They just weren't bleeding. Um, Isn't that clever? Yeah, really clever. Um, They learnt quickly enough, though, and they ended up catching 13 turtles in total. Wow. Um, Do we know how they killed them? I don't want to talk about it, Julia. Oh, okay. (laughs) It's the one bit in the article I really didn't like. Oh, okay. We found Abby's line. (laughs) It's (laughs) animals. Killing turtles. Yeah. Um, Okay, so they'd tie them up. (laughs) Oh, God. It's horrid. They'd they'd tie them up and they'd cut the juggler. So they'd bleed the turtles. Right, okay. I have in the script. I don't want to say how because it makes me sad, but <laughs> you just made me. You sorry. Um, and then they'd catch the blood in balers. So what they'd been bailing the water out oh, of. Oh, right, okay. They'd catch the blood and they'd have to be careful not to spill any of the blood into the water because that would attract sharks. Apparently the taste was grim and salty, but it kept them alive. They would then also, this is when the steak and eggs comes in, <laughs> they'd eat the turtle's meat as steaks oh. and any eggs they found inside of them. Steak and eggs. Um, Another thing they did to relieve thirst was drink fish spinal fluid and eat their eyes for a bit of liquid and vitamin C. So they'd run out of lemons at this point. Oh, God. (laughs) 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 Had to look for a different vitamin C source. Um, So, obviously, life on the raft was grim. Yeah. Dougal was like, I told you so. I told you this is going to be bad. <laughs> so they divided up the tasks. Whilst Dougal oversaw fishing and catching turtles, Lynn took care of the house, in inverted <laughs> commas. Um, she encouraged everyone to keep up their hygiene, exercise. Imagine at that point having to then exercise. Like no, this is the bigger raft. Oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. The smaller dinghy hasn't come into action That's later. Yet. That's okay. later. So they're in the bigger raft. It's for like 10 people. They've got some room. They haven't got much room, though. So, like, it's four ten people if you max it out, but it only comfortably fit five, which is how many they have. So what's she doing? Running some, like, yoga sessions? I don't know, just, like, or... sit-ups, I guess. <laughs> okay. They, they, actually, they couldn't even do that. Maybe they were just doing that thing where you put shopping bags on the end of your arms and just try and hold them oh, out. Oh, they got shopping bags. <laughs> <laughs> of lemons. <laughs> um, so she just tried to kind of, like, encourage people to keep some kind of normal schedule. Mm. She got them to write to friends and draw pictures on pieces of sailcloth. They Aww. also invented games and tried to imagine their li- what their lives would be like if they returned home. They thought about getting a cat. <laughs> Which is what, at home. It's what I like to think of in any, in any bad scenario. Yeah. That's really what brings me back. Yeah. Um, and they also thought of opening a restaurant. In the specific ocean. <laughs> a really specific <laughs> restaurant that only sold lemon fish um, and turtle blood. So the day, the daily routines and the planning helped distract them. Yeah. Um, and it provided structure to their days and it helped them avoid the nasty anxiety that would have made it all much harder. Mm. Um, and it's often the case, apparently, that people manage to survive things by planning future projects as it helps you mentally. So another thing possibly for the survival kit. Yeah planning 
just going to look down the camera to my ex and just say planning. Um, <laughs> Worst case scenario. Okay, speaking of planning mm. and prep. Yeah. Oh, God, I love it. You've overdone it, haven't you? Love it. <laughs> You've overprepped. Um, look, I love a detail. Mm. And I hope you do too. I think every single one is worth it. But it does mean we've had to make this story a two-parter. So you're welcome, really. Because it's ready to listen to now. Yeah, it's like your parents are divorced. You're getting a second Christmas present. It's, <laughs> it's a shame, but in the end, it's a gift. Um, <laughs> it's not a shame. <laughs> Please don't describe our podcast as a shame. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Um, and much like your parents promised to stay together, I know we promised you survival stories of your own at the end of the episode. And format wise, that is what we'll be doing going forward. Mm. But um, seeing as we all need to just hop over to that second episode now, you'll find them at the end of that episode. Um, and if you want to send in any of your own for the future, please send them via help at wcspod.com. And we can't wait to read them. Perfect. Uh, if you've enjoyed the podcast so far, please click the follow button and rate and review the podcast if you're enjoying it. That would be really helpful. And episode two is available right now. Your parents still love you. <laughs> Get attacked by an angry shark. Stuck up a mountain in the dark. Pushed up the top of a big landmark. Hit by lightning in your local park. Caught in a downpour of acid rain. Struck by a meteor or a train. A proton beam passing through your brain. Attacked by that angry shark again. Hear how they survive. Trampled by a herd of buffalo Chased with an axe by your new friend Joe Buried alive in a pile of snow The worst case scenario